Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Great Scott Podcast. Joined with me today is the grandson of legendary baseball player Roger Maris, Blaze Maris. Hello, Blaze. How are you? something to eat and ready to do this ready to do this there you go so my first question for you is so you uh like like you just mentioned you are a baseball player um how's how's the league going so far oh it's good um i transferred transferred schools this year so i'm in my second year of college um i was at high point university last year uh division one in north carolina i signed there at a high school and played a year there didn't really work out as i had planned um what didn't really fit in and I didn't feel like myself playing up there. And, um, so I decided to look for other options. And so now I'm at South Florida state college in Sebring, Florida, a small town of probably 15,000 people. And, um, it's a junior college. So, uh, going to play a year or two here and then, uh, hopefully back to another division one school. Are you uh, planning to go pro? Um, that's a dream. Hopefully. So I'm, I'm down here to South Florida. I'm working, working my butt off to hopefully get there one day. Yes, sir. So who are some of your, uh, your inspirations um, in baseball? Who are like some, some of your favorite athletes? Um, as a Yankee fan, I'm wearing a Derek Jeter shirt right now, so I have to say Derek Jeter for sure. I know everyone around the world would probably say Derek Jeter. He's one of the favorite baseball players. Um, Did you grow up a Yankees fan? I, yeah, I did. Uh, love the Yankees. Always wanted to be on the Yankees in Little League and uh, wear number nine um, to remember my grandpa. And yeah, I've been to a couple of Yankees games, went up to New York a couple of times, but uh, definitely a diehard Yankee fan, yes, sir. Do you ever um, watch footage of your grandfather um, at all or uh, try and emulate what, what he does or did, or rather? Um. Well, I don't know if you've seen the movie 61. I was going get, to get, get to that, yep. Okay, okay. So, um, but last year when I was struggling hitting a little bit, uh, I know there's a v- couple of videos on YouTube of uh, my grandpa talking about hitting. There's a couple of quotes that he, uh, he said while he was playing. And uh, I watched those a couple of times just to kind of get a feel of um, kind of like my, my baseball history and uh, see what he would have said in certain moments and stuff like that. But I'm a right-handed hitter, so it's kind of tough to emulate what he did. And swing was a little different back then, so it's kind of different. But I definitely learned a lot from him and from my uncles, uh, passing down the information that they learned from him. So you had mentioned the uh, movie '61. Um, yeah. Did you, were you uh, did you do uh, see the filming of it at all? Um, no, I, I did not see the filming of it. I was pretty young. I, I believe it came out in 2001. I'm not 100 percent sure, but so I was pretty young. But my family. They corresponded with Billy Crystal and um, the different producers to really get it spot on. I would say the movie is very factual, and they did an amazing job portraying uh, the struggle and the triumph going throughout that year and the friendship of uh, my grandpa and Mickey and just uh, the whole story, just to give people a better understanding of what it was like back then, what he went through, and to really give the an honest perspective of it. Did your grandfather like uh, dealing with, with the media? He did not whatsoever. And um, that showed in, uh, in the movie. 
I don't think he necessarily had a problem with it, but when people started making negative comments or wanted him to slip up or be the bad guy, I think that's when he kind of wanted to shut it out and um, be by himself or just get away from it. So I don't think he necessarily, like I said, had a problem with the media people just when it got negative. I think that's when he kind of wanted to step away. And like I was saying, I think that uh, your grandfather should be should be in in the Hall of Fame. Uh, but um, I think that was uh, kind of the the season that um, that kind of might might have kept him out from being from being in in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, every voter um, who has power to vote someone to Hall of Fame has their different perspective on what qualifies people to be in the Hall of Fame, and. I think more so with my grandpa is more than just the one year. I mean, he had a pretty good career. His batting average wasn't that high, but he had 260 career home runs somewhere in that ballpark. Um, but I just think he really ranks up there with some of the baseball legends and what was really a big part of baseball history back then. I mean, he was a two-time AL MVP. I think he's one, maybe two, two-time AL MVPs not to be – in the Hall of Fame currently. And that was the... But, oh, go ahead, go ahead. Um, as a family, we've never really petitioned or gone out of our way to try and boost him into the Hall of Fame because, like I said, it's from the perspective of the voters and um, just really what they think. And I think they've done a good job so far um, electing people in the Hall of Fame. But you never know what will happen. Yeah, so uh, did your grandfather ever um, regret not making the Hall of Fame? Um, like I said, he, he left it up to the voters. He went out there and played hard, did the best he could. And he told my family before he died, um, that he never wanted to petition to get in the hall of fame or to us make it a bigger deal, um, to get him in there. So I, I really think he just left it on the hands of the voters. What kind of, uh, grand, well, I know that you said that, that you didn't really get to know him, but, um, what kind of father was was Roger uh, away from playing baseball? Um, he was a good dad, for sure. I mean, I hear stories all the time. He's a funny guy, but um, once he got out of baseball, he really he focused on family life and making sure all his kids were raised right. Um, my dad's one of six, uh, four sons and two daughters, and all of them are great people. Uh, go out of the way to help people. Um, we run a golf tournament up in North Dakota every year, and all, our entire family attends it to raise money for the Roger Maris Cancer Center and uh, the hospice of the Red River Valley and his alma mater high school, Shanley High School, in Fargo, North Dakota. And I think that was important to him um, as a dad to really take the spotlight and to help teaches kids uh, the right way to go about life and the right way to handle relationships and uh, growing up correctly. And so from what I've heard, uh, you couldn't ask for a better dad. And um, I'm still lucky to have my dad. Uh, my grandpa was only 55 when he died, I believe 55, 56. And uh, my dad was young. My dad was only 24 when he died. And, uh, and I know it was hard. It's still hard on him. But like I said, he's he's got his whole family around. His mom's still alive. My grandma's still alive. But I really see the values that my grandpa taught to his kids 
in the way that my dad has helped raise me. So you had mentioned that um, you guys have a golf tournament for the Roger Maris uh, Cantor Center. Can you tell us a little bit about yeah. that? Yeah, so it's uh, late June every year. It's been going for, I think I believe this was the 34th year. I believe it started in um, 1982. And my grandpa just wanted to use... Um, Use his connections and uh, and uh, all all the people he came to know throughout his years playing and uh, just bring a community together and help raise some money and um, it's done unbelievably well and it used to be a celebrity golf tournament so there were celebrities there Bob Costas came one year Billy Crystal uh, we played the movie of sixty one and Billy Crystal came and Barry Pepper and Paul Bergazi, uh two of the stars in the movie they came. And it's it's a tremendous, tremendous weekend. It's uh, three rounds of golf, uh, two on one on Sunday, two on Monday, and all the kid uh, all the kids play. So my dad and his, well, four of his brothers and sisters play in it, and um, it's an unbelievable experience. The committee does a great job, and like I said, we've raised over a couple million dollars for cancer research and the hospice of the River Valley and for Shanley High School. So, I mean, you, you just can't beat it. I mean, 34 years is a long time for a golf tournament. And uh, we're looking to go for a long time more. So, were your granddad and Mickey lifelong friends? Absolutely, yeah. And the way the media kind of portrayed it back in uh, back in 61 was that they were kind of rivals. Uh, because most of the media, like I said, wanted... Mickey to break the record because they wanted a Yankee great to break it. And my grandpa had only been with the Yankees for two years at that point, even though he had just won the AL MVP in 1960. But they, they kind of tried to pit him uh, against each other, but they, they were lifelong friends. Um, before my grandpa died, Mickey used to come up to the golf tournament. And um, back in 2011, October, we, the Yankees flew us up to New York for the 50th anniversary. And like I told you earlier, the, um, both Mantle's sons and one of their grandsons um, came up and spent the weekend with us along with uh, Whitey Ford and Yogi Berra. And the Mantles are great to us. Uh, I wouldn't say daily contact, but if we ever need anything or if they ever need anything, we're here for them. And I know that same's on their end. So, yeah, it it's a very strong relationship even now today. So um, what did your uh, grandfather do in his uh, life after baseball? So after, after he got done playing in 68, he moved to Gainesville, Florida. And um, that's where I was born and raised. But he, so he moved the whole family down here from Kansas City. And um, All right. they got two beer distributorships. Yep. And um, so that's where my uncles and my grandpa and um, my grandpa's brother and his sons, they took charge of that and they ran it as a family business. And and my grandpa did a good job uh, establishing a family in Gainesville. We, we all still live here. The four sons and two daughters and my grandma and all the grandkids still live in Gainesville. And then he just played a lot of golf and uh, enjoyed his life pretty much. Um, aside from baseball, so until 1985, like I said, when he died. So besides Mickey, was he good friends with all the other teammates? Absolutely, yeah. He was he was a huge team guy. Um, the summer I played in a 
summer collegiate league down in South Florida. And I, the guest speaker for the opening ceremonies was Steve Whitaker, who's a former Yankee too. And he didn't come up till later in my grandpa's career with the Yankees, but he came up to me and wanted to meet me and said he got to the, the Yankee stadium for his first day getting called up around like 12 o'clock in the afternoon. And he said, my grandpa was the only one at the, um, at the field at that time for a night game. And my grandpa was the first person to show him around the field. He took him, led him from home, out of the dugout, out of the tunnel, through the dugout to home plate and around to right field, walked around uh, the entire field with him, just telling him the ins and outs and how to be a Yankee. And he's hearing that story resonate with him all these years later, I mean, was huge and, allowed me to see that my grandpa really had an impact on the guys around him and made them better and helped them to be successful in the game as well. Did you get to go to the Yankee Stadium or, or have you been to the new one yet? I've been to both. I went in 2008, I, think, I believe the final season. Yeah, I saw them play the Seattle Mariners in 2008. And then I think I went again the next year because I played in a tournament in Cooperstown, a youth amateur baseball tournament. And then we went in 2011, like I said. And that was an unbelievable time. We got to meet up with the Steinbrenners and Yogi and Whitey Ford. And, yeah, it's been, it's been unbelievable. So uh, back, backtracking, being a uh, Kansas City guy myself, um, yep. did, did Roger enjoy his time? And, and actually, before I, I ask the question, I find it interesting how uh, your grandfather started out in Kansas City and ended in St. Louis. He was in, he, yep. he was in the World Series uh, with pretty much a lot of Cardinals greats, and um, that was kind of the last year or two that he played of baseball. And... Um, I think it was 1967, 68, I think is what, what you said was his last year. Yeah, 68 was his last year. So, so they had just made the World Series then, and uh, you had just a lot of, lot of great players. Lou Brock um, was, was on that, and um, Bob, Bob, Gibson, Bob Gibson. Yep, Bob Gibson yep. and Denny McLean was on the uh, opposing team. And, um, so did your grandfather enjoy his time in uh, Kansas City, St. Louis? Absolutely. And... Um, like I said, my dad was born in Kansas City, and we've been back a couple times to uh, see where they lived and went to a Kansas City game, um, and they just loved it there. My grandma always talks about how she bowled, bowled there in Kansas City, <laughs> and um, I've heard a lot of stories the past year of it. And then in St. Louis, I have pictures all over my house. That's when um, my dad and his brothers were really starting to grow up, and um, pictures of them in Cardinals uniforms on the field Guys like Bob Gibson. My dad has a picture of him sitting in Bob Gibson's locker. And, um, yeah, no, that was – he had a great time there for sure. And I could see that through the pictures. I mean, everyone's smiling. My grandpa had a great time. I think he just really enjoyed being closer to home um, because my grandma stayed back in Kansas City uh, with the kids while my grandpa was playing during season. And then he'd come back after the season had ended. But um, definitely being closer to family was – was huge for him and huge for our family. So if your grandfather did not play baseball, what do you think that, that, he, would, that he would have done? Well, it's funny you say that because he had a, a football scholarship to the University of Oklahoma. He was an unbelievable football player. He, um, I, I think he holds the national record for most punt returns for a touchdown in a game and for high school football. 
so, so he so he pretty much just grew up a sports athlete pretty much oh absolutely yeah and his brother was very good at baseball too so did his brother uh ever try to become pro as well he did not he went to school um in north dakota state became a lawyer and then um helped my grandpa with the beer distributorship business after he um was done playing but so how did your grandfather feel when he um went from new york to st louis um did he think that he would uh just stay a yankee all all of his life uh are you talking about in the eyes of the fans or do you think are you talking about um, um yeah maybe just being a being a yankee like Derek jeter being in pinstripes his whole life yeah yeah being like Derek jeter okay yeah um I don't think so necessarily. I think he just enjoyed playing the game and he cherished his time in New York. But um, I don't think he was 100% too upset about the move, just being closer to his family and stuff like that. Because it, it's tough being away from your family, especially with all the kids, um, for so long. So I think there were positives and negatives to it. But I, I really do think he enjoyed his time as a Yankee and the Cardinals. So... There's no really bad side to that. Was your grandfather ready to go leave the game when he did? Uh, I think so, yeah. So, uh, Like I said, I, I, I can't speak for him, but I, I think he was just – he was plagued by injuries and uh, during the last couple of years of his career. But um, I think he was just ready to move on with his life and start a new chapter with his family because all the kids are growing up. Um, in 68, and I think he wanted to be able to be a dad um, after baseball. So I think that was important to him, and, and that's what he did. So Did your family ever get to travel with your grandfather when he went on the road? Um, I believe they went a couple times, um, definitely to St. Louis um, a bunch because it was close. And then for the playoffs, I believe – my grandma and my oldest aunt were there uh, um, when he was a Yankee. I think in sixty, I think in nineteen sixty, I believe. So, um, as opposed to today, did your grandfather ever get paid as much money back then as ball players do now? Absolutely not. Um, and the the big thing with uh, Kurt Flood, his teammate. Um, on the Cardinals, he, he really created free agency. So that's when people started getting paid more money. Um, but back then you were pretty much owned by the team and his contract was probably above average for back then. But I think one of his years was a hundred thousand dollars total was his uh, salary for 1961, which is a joke compared to today's day. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Bryce Harper might be paid $500 million dollars. Uh, for a contract. So, I mean, yeah, it's just, it's, it's crazy to think about. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. I think that, um, I do believe that in today's market, I think that if the Mick and all those other guys were, were around, they would probably get paid that, that much for how good their talent was. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, like I said, there's, there's legends from, back when my grandpa played in the 60s. And I definitely think that the uh, clubs would have to pay them um, as much as they're paying the All-Stars of today just because the, the demand of the fans and the, 
the demand of a winning ball club. So, yeah, I think you're right on there. So, uh, so besides baseball for for you, um, do you play any other sports? I played one year of high school football, but I I just can't get away from baseball. It's it's just too much of a part of me, and uh, that that's just what I'm I'm doing with my life right now. So, did you have any other uh, family members that tried to go the baseball route? Um, my dad played one year at Duke, and then he went on to play professional golf. And then one of my other uncles played two years of junior college ball and then played uh, the first semester at University of Florida, but he got hit in the face with a pitch, and um, it was tough for him to get back in the box after that. He got hit? So but, he got um, hit in the face? Yeah, with a pitch when he was still in junior college. And then once he got to University of Florida to play, he he – he just had a tough time sitting in on curveballs and and um, just kind of getting his confidence back in the box. Hmm. But then my my middle brother plays football, played football one year at North Dakota State before he broke his leg and um, won a national championship with them. So he was a very good athlete as well. So do uh, people knowing uh, who your grandfather is? Do they come up to you and ask you uh, and talk to you all about your grandfather and maybe the Yankees? A lot. Absolutely. Um, honestly, that's my favorite part of uh, of the whole story. Uh, being Roger Maris's grandson is to hearing the stories of how my grandpa impacted people's lives, um, how he was their hero, how everyone was a Mickey fan, but I was a Roger fan. And um, this summer I ran into quite a few people who were from Brooklyn and the Bronx uh, during that time when I was in South Florida. And um, just some of the stories are, are unbelievable. And um, I can go on for hours uh, talking with people who actually, who actually know and experienced um, my grandpa playing back then. And that, like I said, that is my favorite part. Just because it helps me learn about my grandpa through each and every story from different perspectives and stuff like that. Because like I said, I never got to meet him. But through those stories, I can kind of piece together and what my family's taught me, like what kind of kind of guy he was on and off the field and just really what he meant to people. So uh, I do, I know that we had been talking uh, on and off uh, before this interview. Um, I had told you uh, that I um, live right across the street from uh, one of the houses that your grandfather lived in on Blue Ridge Boulevard right. in uh, Kansas City. And um, secondly, I also... My dad has got a friend who was also friends with your grandfather. Um, they both, uh, I think, went to church together. Because, um, really? yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so I know that uh, that that your grandfather had also sold his house to um, a pastor, a like across the street, and then um, moved to a different house, uh, which is where I think that, that your dad, um, moved right. to, or grew up in rather. And, um, mm-hmm. so every time that I go by, uh, that house, I, I think, Hey, there's Roger Maris's house, the former Kansas City A. Yeah, no, that's, you got to start with Cleveland, but I think Kansas City really stuck with him. And I think that's really why my grandma stayed there. Um, my parents, I believe one of my brothers was talking to someone and they mentioned that one of their grandpas or grandmas used to bowl with my grandma. And that was definitely a crazy connection. And then hearing that you live in the house, um, 
across the street of one of his old houses. I mean, it's a small world out there, and I really think the relationship of uh, Roger Maris being my grandpa helps me to make connections and build relationships. And uh, yeah, no, I mean, it's a it's an unbelievable life to to live. I I do have to say I think that it would be very being uh, the grandson of a famous pro baseball player really does have to be uh, fascinating. Uh, people coming up to you and you're looking at old footage, um, which thank God still exists today. And then um, yeah. and then to have Billy Crystal make that movie about your grandfather and and the Mick, I'm glad to see that um, things like that are still around to remind people of what it was like back in the day. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and they, every time I watch the, um, the footage of our grandpa hitting his 61st home run and running around the bases, I really do get chills. When, so when he hit that 61st home run, all of the teammates were pushing him to go out and take a, take a standing ovation, <laughs> but he didn't really want to, um, but he did, did anyways. And, um, and you, did, did your grandfather enjoy the spotlight? My grandpa, he just wanted to play the game, I think, really. And he didn't really care too much about the spotlight. It wasn't really his first priority. I think he was thankful, but it wasn't his first priority. I think his first priority was to go out there and play the game hard and play the game he loved and um, go out there and support for his family. But as you can see, when they were pushing him out of the tunnel, he was never out there for anyone else's attention. He was just out there um, being a kid out there playing baseball. And I really think that, um, like, when I see that, it helps me to remind me, um, realize what it's really all about, and just go out there and play for yourself and play hard and play for the dream that you grew up having. So, um, so which team, uh, when it, it when you do make it, I'm not going to say if, but when, when you do make it, uh, which uh, baseball team do you hope, hope to play for? That's a good question. That's a very interesting question, too. Obviously, the Yankees would be awesome, but... Um, Kansas City's always good, too. We are the reigning... Kansas City's good, too. Like I said, you can't go wrong with Major League Baseball and just getting the opportunity to play baseball for a living and just go out there and play professionally. I think any team that's selected me would, I would be happy to play for and give everything I had for. So I can't say one team in particular for sure. So um, going, going back to the, the whole 61 thing, um, 1961 was when they had uh, extended the season, correct? Right. Yeah. How did your uh, grandfather feel, feel about that? Um, he, it's, I think it was went to 162 games from 150, I think it was. I think it was 154. 154, before. yeah. Right, so he tied the record in 154 games. So he was at 60 home runs um, then. And then... And then in October 1st, the last game, he hit it, and... Um, I don't think he was really too much worried about the record, but I think just hitting the 61st home run kind of took a monkey off his back, kind of took the pressure off and 
just allowed him to get back to having fun um, at the end of the day. Like I said, there was so much immense pressure. Um, people want, not wanting him to break it, then wanting him to break it when the Mick went down. But, um, yeah, like I said, I think it was just a big relief for him once it happened. So sure. how did your uh, grandfather um, deal with the pressure? Um, the Mick, um, he's – when. I think that, that everyone pretty much knows this. Um, the Mick was a uh, heavy drinker um, outside of the, the stadium. Um, how did your uh, grandfather deal with all, all the pressure that was uh, on him? Um, calling his wife and talking to his kids, I think, was, uh, I, I think that was his um, stress release. And um, I... I think that helped take a lot of the pressure off, just uh, talking to my grandma, Pat, um, every day and um, just spending time with teammates and just not really not letting the pressure get to him. I mean, obviously, you can see in the movie, um, which is pretty accurate, the stress did get to him, um, started having hair loss, but you have the whole world watching you and a lot of people not wanting you to break the record, so obviously that's going to come. You can't avoid it all, but I think he did a good job of it um i really think my grandma helped out with that and family back home and knowing that they were all out there supporting him and the people that supported him off the field um i think that really helped him deal with the stress of it for sure now now that you mentioned uh your your grandmother um did i see her one time on a episode of to tell the truth yes you did uh, we were watching that the other day actually um Somebody had, or maybe it was on YouTube. I think someone sent me a link of it, and I watched it the other day, and uh, I, it was pretty funny. She's a, she's a little lady from Fargo, North Dakota, with the accent. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, I saw that the other day, and I we we just couldn't stop laughing. <laughs> so, so how did uh, his wife and family? Um, what what was it like being Roger Maris's wife behind the scenes? Um, I, I think she had her hands full with all the kids. Like I said, six kids, that's a lot to deal with um, when your husband's a major league baseball player. So I think, and one of my aunts is, is, uh, was older during that time. She was probably in her teen years. So I think she helped her out, but... um. Uh, and watching the games on TV, and I think she felt a little bit of the pressure too, um, because her husband was in the spotlight every day, and a lot of people were negative towards towards her family and towards him, because like I said, everyone wanted the Yankee legend Mickey Mantle to break it, but um, it wasn't easy, I would say. But um, having her hands full with all the kids definitely it it. She had to take her mind off it to to um, help the family out. So, so yeah, I mean, like like you say, I can't imagine what what it would be like uh, raising six kids and having your husband away a lot. Uh, so I do give her a round round of applause while while all, all that was going on. Yeah, no, and I mean, you can see it today. Uh, everyone calls her. She lives in Gainesville um, with my whole family. But everyone calls her every day. She uh, she comes to every game, every dance recital. Um, 
everything. And she's she's really the mother goose of our family, I would say. And she's always looking out for everyone, always calling people on their birthdays. And she's got a lot of grandkids, so that's a lot to handle too. But she's she's the most kind-hearted woman I've ever met. And um, we're really lucky to have her in our life. Did she like uh, baseball herself at the time when her husband was uh, playing baseball? Um, you know, I've never really asked her that. That's a good question. I need to, I need to ask her about that. But I just think she enjoyed watching my grandpa do what he loved, and um, just seeing him at, out there able to pursue a dream that a lot of people um, think about every day. But uh, I think she enjoyed it. Yeah, and she, like I said, she still comes to baseball games, and she loves baseball. So, how old uh, is she? If 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 it's okay to ask. She is, I believe she was born in 1934, so she's 82, I believe. And uh, my, my final question for you is, uh, how did her and, and Roger meet? That, that is a good story. They were actually high school sweethearts um, at Shanley High School in Fargo, North Dakota. They were both, my grandpa was born in Sioux Falls, but uh, my grandma was born in Fargo, and my grandpa moved to Fargo, and... Um, yeah, and then the story, story goes on from there. High school sweethearts to uh, six kids and major league relationship and all these grandkids later. I think I think you can see how it went, and, and uh, they definitely loved each other a lot. And um, your grandfather's buried in, in Fargo, correct? Yeah, we, when we go to the, um, the golf tournament every year, we, we always find it our duty and... Um, part of us to go pay our respects and uh kind of have a conversation with him we go to the his uh tombstone which um on it reads against all odds um do you and that really resonates with me and just going there and just being thankful for everything i've been given um as really a result of him and my grandma and just to be able to be fortunate to have the life i have and to have the experiences that I've had, um, I like to go talk to him when uh, we go up there for sure. So uh, do you think that we will ever see another team such as Roger Maris or Mickey Mantle or maybe even a Maris or a Mantle solo? I don't know, man. Uh, these guys are really good at baseball nowadays. Um, I mean, you have guys crushing home runs and I know Chris Davis was close a couple of years ago, and um, Jose Bautista had a bunch of home runs, but you never know. Uh, future's wide open, and uh, I guess we'll just have to see him wait and see how it all goes. Well, Blaze, I do want to thank you so much for your time, and thank you for sharing your uh, your, your family with us uh, during this uh, half hour. Uh, this has been so much fun, and uh, like I said, I'm glad to see that um, people like Billy Crystal and um, all, all all these guys uh, actually uh, doing all the reminiscing of 61 and uh, what, what that meant on baseball and... Um, I'm just happy, happy to see that there's still footage out there of, of your grandfather and, and the Mick. And, um, and this has been really a lot of fun. Yes, absolutely. I, thank you for having me so much. I've had a great time. And 
I really enjoyed sharing sharing the stories with you. Good luck on. It's nice to talk to people about uh, about old Yankees and about my grandpa. I never hesitate to to talk about it. Good luck on 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 your uh, season this year. Absolutely. Thank you very much. Working hard. Already got conditioning and practice underway. So hopefully a good year and see where it goes from there. All right. Thank you. Thank you so much, Blaze. Absolutely. Right. Bye-bye. Bye.